What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Taylor Tomlinson. And I'm Delaney Fisher. And today we're talking about a topic that is near and dear to our heart. Oh. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a helpster's <laughs> choice topic. We're talking about people pleasing. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Guilty. Um, yeah. so Never guilty. felt more called out. <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, yeah, if you want to vote on topics um, that make it to the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash selfhelpless and you can vote for a topic every month over there. Yes. And just a little update for our, our patrons and people who are looking into becoming a patron. We just for a second switched over to trying um, one episode a month on Patreon. That was two hours long as opposed to two episodes that were an hour long. But, you know, we tried that once, decided we're going back to two episodes a month that are an hour long. So head over to Patreon and, and check it out. It's where we read your guys' emails you send in. We give you advice. And it's also kind of like uh, a peek behind the curtain of the show. It's where we're, we share a lot more personal things. And things have gotten personal over there <laughs> during quarantine. So <laughs> if, uh, if, if you yeah. love the show and you want more of it, you want a more personal experience, and you want us to read your emails and, and give advice, please head to patreon.com slash self-helpless. Yeah. And if you've written into the show before, send us updates. We love reading the updates on Patreon too. That yeah. is always such a, such a blast to hear about those. Yes. Um, right. Quotable time? Quotable. I love yes. this quotable so much. Should Go I read it? it? Does someone else yes. want to do it? Go for it, Tay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Fucking brace yourselves, guys. <laughs> strap on it's your just, helmet. Brace for impact. I mean... Damn, we're about to go off-roading. <laughs> this is from uh, Helpster Katrina. 
she uh, sent in this quote by Michelle Ruiz, who's an entrepreneur. If people are doubting how far you can go, go so far that you can't hear them anymore. Yes. God, that's good. What a fucking solid ass dancing. (laughs) Wow, man. That's good. I like it because it's a little angry. Yes. It's a little bit of a fuck you, which I appreciate. Sometimes that's what you need to really get amped and and Mm -hmm. crush your goals, you know? Yeah. It's got a a dash of Beyonce to it. You know what I mean? Just that, mm, like a hip hop to it. You say it. Mm. Pop hip hop. <laughs> it's a hip hop quote. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, thanks to Katrina for the quote. Um, if you're if you're a part of uh, Patreon, you can submit quotes that um, make it on the show. Exciting yes. stuff. Another little yes. perk over there. Yes. Oh boy. Um, boy, people pleasing. <laughs> where do we? I mean, where do where, where do you guys want to start? Is this a good place for you guys to start? Um, should we? Um, I don't know. Do you, do you guys that. have enough time? Do you have enough yeah. time for us to cover all the things on the document, or should we? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm worried already. Um, oh, God, yeah. Well, well, should we read the the definition, the the textbook definition of people pleasing? Oh yeah, sure. Let yes. me yeah uh, get this baby started over here. All right. People pleaser, a person who has an emotional need to please others, often at the expense of his or her own needs or desires. Yikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, some find it hard to say no. Being a people pleaser is not so bad, but it should not be a priority for anyone to please everyone. It is impossible. So mm. the six signs that you are a people pleaser, um, you're afraid of being rejected or abandoned, uh, preoccupied about what others think and feel, fearful of saying no, setting limits, or seeming mean, um, and you're hungry for the approval of others. Maybe you're stuck in relationships where they give more than they, when, or where you give more than you get. Uh, you might be overworked because of an overdeveloped sense of personal responsibility. And you might be exhausted, overbooked, and burned out trying to take care of others. Well, and that's the show. See you later. And there we go. <laughs> that is all of us. Yikes. Wow. I mean, well, what's a, there's another quote that I love that I think we've probably talked about on the show. And it's like, again, I, this is one of those quotes that's attributed to 30,000 people. Um, the one that you, that says the quickest way uh, to please no one is by trying to please everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, some version of that. I just Googled it to see who said it and there is no consensus on who said it. Um, but I think about that all the time, especially just in the entertainment world, because we all try to be so accessible to as many people as possible. So your audience can be as big as possible. And especially now with the internet, it's pretty easy to find your specific audience as an entertainer. And so there's no excuse to be trying to please everybody. But what, what you find is when you try to be something that everybody likes, you end up being something like nobody really likes. Yeah. And maybe oh. even yourself too. If you're trying to please everybody, you're not staying true to your, what you like. Uh, you're probably just not very happy with yourself at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're not really like, connected. Yeah. People are going to love you and hate you no matter what you do. You might as well be doing the stuff that you actually want to be doing. That's how I yeah. have to think. Oh, you know what I heard recently that really whips me into shape about my people pleasing tendencies? Um, somebody said, oh God, I think it was 
um, I can't remember which podcast, um, but somebody said, if you are a people pleaser, you're a liar. You're lying. So if you don't want to be a liar, stop people pleasing. And I'm like, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Called out. But seriously, if you're not, if you're not telling people what you actually need, um, if you're not saying how you actually feel, if you're not, you know, you are, you're lying in a way. It might be kind of beaten around the bush lying, but you are not being direct and honest. And that really kicked my ass. That oh, all pops up for me. No. You're lying to yourself. Yes. A lot. If you're yes. going to like keep trying to put other people before yourself, then you're not listening to what you need. Yes. I believe yeah. Brooke Castillo said that quote and I, or it was on the perfectionism project uh, podcast, but yeah, so good. So yeah. I got to listen to the perfectionism project. Whitney said something to me, um, maybe like a month ago, I've been working on something with Whitney and there was one night after we've been working all day and she goes, okay, so I have to talk to you about something. And I was like, oh no. And she's like, everything's great. She's like, but I just, she's like, you're very clear about what you want. You're very clear about what you like. The only time that you are not clear is when it's time to order lunch. <laughs> and you won't say where you want to order lunch from or if you don't want lunch from a specific place. And she goes, you just got to tell me. She's like, because that, she, she made it about lying too. She was like, this is like, we're, you know, doing a thing together. This is a partnership. Like, I need to be able to trust that you are telling me what you actually want so oh. that when you tell me I like that, I don't like that, there's no part of my brain going, well, she said she liked it, but she also said it was okay if we ordered Italian, even though she's <laughs> lactose intolerant, you know, like, yeah. um, which I was yeah, like, yeah. oh my God. I mean, it's the same thing that Delaney just said is like, it, it is about trust and honesty and if yeah. people can't tell it it makes more work for people when you're going yeah I can do that and you go okay but can you though because sometimes you say it and then it stresses yeah. you out and I don't want to stress you and they're like no I can and you're like you look scared are you sure it's <laughs> oh, fine gosh yeah so that helped me a lot that is yeah. a good that is a really good example have you guys thought of like a a, a significant moment in your past where your people pleasing tendency really, really was detrimental, to, whether it was your mental health, physical health, whatever. Can you like this one thing pop out? I know probably several, but like, and their like, names are. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Hilarious. Oh, I feel seen. Um, <laughs> Mine, the ones that come to mind quickly for me have to do with getting haircuts and getting massages. And I d don't oh. know if either of you experienced oh. this. There's a very funny, yes. there's a very funny meme online of this, like, <laughs> it's like a chihuahua in a wig or something. And he's looking <laughs> in the mirror and he just looks like dead inside. He just looks like so unhappy. And the quotes above it are hairdresser how do you like it and then the dog's like I love it and you can just tell that like the dog absolutely hates his hair but won't say anything and oh. so always always at the hairdresser not wanting to hurt their feelings basically not wanting to hurt their feelings not wanting to be difficult I was going to um somebody before I found our lovely Malika uh, who a lot of us go to. Taylor goes to her. Delaney, we're trying Amazing. to get you in there. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Ryan, my damnedest. <laughs> it's been a lifelong thing I'm trying for now, apparently. 
but um I was going to somebody uh, at one point who it was it was like becoming comical where they would like they had burnt my forehead with <gasps> the um the hair dryer because they were just so like not paying attention but they were like having a conversation with a coworker as they were blow drying my hair and just like straight up burned my like I came home and it was hot and red for days like gave me some sort of skin burn on my forehead um would like bonk me in the head with the hair dryer while they were drying my hair at one point lost control of um the the shower head that they used to wash your hair like lost control of it just sprayed my whole body but I had it was like through a friend and so I was getting a good price and in LA when you can find a good price for a haircut you'll kind of just deal with things but um situations like that where maybe you aren't enjoying the experience or um the results aren't great that's happened a lot with haircuts and then massages oh my god I don't know why I have such a hard time with this I'm trying to be better about it but maybe two years ago I got a deep tissue massage from a guy who I felt like I was dying I mean he (gasps) was pushing so hard on my body that at certain times I thought I was maybe going to pass out because the pain was so intense and I didn't say anything why why would I not just it all it takes is hey can you just do like a little lighter pressure and I was having this huge internal struggle the whole time of like don't make him feel bad about his job um, you asked for deep tissue and this is deep tissue, like just suck it up and be tough. And medically this is working out knots or whatever, but this was so beyond deep tissue. This was, I was like, did, does this guy hate me? And I just don't know, like, did I insult him accidentally in a comedy video of mine? Because it felt like I was personal, physically yeah. abused. It was oh, very oh my intense. God. And I could, I don't know why, but now I'm, I'm trying to make it a point to be better about, um, about stuff like that and realize it doesn't make me seem high maintenance or whatever. It's just, it's just taking care of yourself. Yeah. 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 It's oh, yeah. Man. Personal preference. And like, they want you to, they want you to be comfortable and happy too. But I am, I'm very similar. Like I never, if I, if I know somebody's following their dreams, you know, like if I, know that they're like you know they're they're a service-based business owner or something like that and I'm getting something from them I want to encourage them like I don't I don't want to be the person that makes them feel shitty that day but constructive feedback and all that is super important for somebody's growth too so I kind of think that in mind there's always a nice way to do it you don't have to be like "Uh, you suck uh you could be like yeah, maybe, you know, next time, you know, do X, Y, and Z, or I would like this, or this is my feedback, but I I feel the same. I think my, my people pleasing tendencies, um, I think really come up more in relationships, but, and I feel like I've gotten a lot better with that. But, um, when I was at like my most burnt out, it was definitely being, uh, over committing to too many things, groups, projects, you know, writing things, whatever, and just having way too much on my plate and feeling like I didn't want to let my partner down, my collaboration partner down. So then I just kept 8 million things going uh, until I crashed and burned and had to quit everything anyway. You know, I had to fucking leave anyway. So um, now I'm super 
cautious about saying yes to a project or something unless I have thought out every part of it. Like, do I actually have enough time to do a good job at this? Is this something I really want to do? You know, there's a whole checklist of shit I have to go off, you know, go through yeah. before I say yes to something now. Yeah. Yeah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And the fucked up thing about people-pleasing is it makes you resent other people for wanting to please them. And it's not even their fault. It's your fault for taking on too much. Right. You feel like, oh, like this person asked me to do their podcast and I didn't feel like I could say no because they're nice. And it's like, and now I have to do that. And I don't know that person really at all. And so I got to talk to a stranger for an hour, you know, like things like that, where, you know, or like, oh, I have to whatever, do this project or, or whatever it is, even like family members, I got to go make time for this, even though I don't have it. And, and then you just end up kind of going like, why did I, why did I do this? Why did you make me feel that way? And they didn't make you feel that way. You put that on yourself and you have to take ownership of it. Yeah. It's like our own inability to set boundaries makes us resentful of the person, but it was, we put ourselves there. Yeah. Yes. And I think we've been talking about this more lately, but gut work, like listening to your gut, when you are not listening to yourself, then you're, it's this like vicious cycle where now you're making your relationship with yourself worse and worse and worse because you're getting further and further away from your gut. And then eventually your gut's like, well, fuck you. Like you're not even listening to us anyway. And then that's the whole, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the whole, cause it's like, why aren't, okay. For example, the burning my forehead, why I didn't just say, Oh yeah. Oh, that's kind of hurting. I, I can't tell you why I didn't just say that. I don't know why I just maybe didn't want to make him feel better uncomfortable, but it's like, you're seriously betraying yourself. <laughs> like right. you're betraying yeah. your body's instincts to survive. I mean, that's not like that was going to kill me, but it's like, I'm feeling pain and I'm refusing to say something. I'm just damaging my relationship with my gut and myself. So you got to, gotta start paying attention to it and, and honoring it, like speaking on behalf of it when it's trying to tell you something. Right. Also, if you are doing things so that other people won't hate you, guess what? If somebody hates you because you said no, yeah, that's not somebody you want in your life. Yeah. yeah. That's a great litmus test. If you go, Hey, I really need this right now. And they go, well, I'm mad at you now. Right. Oh my God. Someone who cares about you would never say that. Not someone who cares about you correctly would never go, well, fuck you for hurting me by not doing the thing that I wanted you to do. It's like, right. 
Yeah. If somebody isn't respecting yeah. your boundaries, they don't care about your well-being. That that's just the bottom line. They're thinking about themselves. They're not thinking yeah. about you as yeah. a person <laughs> with feelings and hopes and dreams and a life of your own. They're thinking about what can I get from you? How can you help me? What do I want you to do? And if somebody's not respecting your boundaries, bye. Bye. Yeah. Adios. Don't yeah. have time for that shit anymore. Bye. That was another, that was another really good quote I shared on Instagram. Again, attributed to no one. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I might've sent it to you guys in the group chat. Maybe not. Maybe I just put in my story. Uh, remember that the people that are upset with you for setting boundaries are the ones who benefited from you having none. Yes. Mm-hmm. Such a good one. Such a good mm-hmm. one. Oh, just saying. Yeah. As Manny MUA says, one of my favorite YouTubers, and that's on that, and that's on period, baby. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime it's just like a mic drop, oh, that's yeah. on oh, period. Gosh. Um, you know what I notice I do a lot too? I put so much pressure on myself to make sure like I kind of, I almost tend to sometimes try to manage my relationships and friendships like my business. Like, have I talked to this person enough in the last few months? Have I seen this person? Have I checked in on this person? And have I seen this family member? Should I, oh, I visited this family member. Should I visit the other ones? Or are they going to feel like I didn't spend time with them? Where I just exhaust myself. And then I have to tell myself, look, if any of the people in your life that you care about reach out at some point um, and, and say, hi, you can pick back up where you left off. Amazing. If somebody makes you feel bad that you haven't been checking in, you know, for a few months and you say, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, I've been trying to take care of myself. I've been busy. That is not somebody I want around. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everybody understands, yeah, life gets busy. You get busy, busy with your own stuff, but it's about, you know, having that connection there. Um, I don't have to text somebody every single day for them to be a really important part of my life. And, um, it's just so much pressure. It's so much pressure. And so I realized I was putting that pressure on myself and releasing. That's been great because the people I, I, who are in my life, they don't give a fuck if I haven't texted them that week. They're just happy when I see them, when we, when we can connect and I, and vice versa. I'm not upset if I haven't heard from them in a few months. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Tay, did you answer yet? Like what specific, I know you, the beginning of the opening and you're like, <laughs> and their names are, Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk like about the ways in life that you feel like it comes out most for you? Yeah, I feel like I, I just overexert myself. I think I've definitely done it. I mean, this is a very Hollywood answer, um, but I've definitely done it with like my agents and managers in the past where they will tell me that I need to do something for my career. And my gut is saying, I don't want to do that. But I go, well, they know better than me. And they're telling me that, and, and a bad, a bad manager will make you feel guilty. I have a good manager now who really will be like, whatever you need, whatever you want. Um, you know, I work for you, but there are a lot of managers and agents who don't make you feel that way. There are a lot of people who, um, you know, there are people I worked with before the team I have now, that's amazing where they will kind of like guilt trip you into committing to things that you don't feel strongly about, or you don't even have time for, or don't fulfill you because they have their own agenda and they, you know, are trying to 
you know, return a favor to somebody else by getting you to do it's, it's just sort of a lot of other motives that -hmm. you don't know about. Um, so I've definitely, I've talked to a lot of people who've been in this business a lot longer than I have who are like, Hey, like if they tell you that they can't cancel something, that is not true. Just tell them you want them to cancel it. Because like Delaney said, if you overbook yourself, you're going to get burnt out and have to cancel everything anyway. You'll be forced to. And I had a lot of, um, I had some instances like that where I just ran myself into the ground and only once I was in the ground were people like, Hey, look out for your health. Mm. But as long as you're standing and I've been in romantic relationships like this too, where it's like, as long as you're standing, you don't get to set any boundaries without getting some pushback from me because you look fine. But then as soon as you hit the ground, then I'll be nice and understanding And guess what? If somebody is only understanding and will only respect your boundaries once you are at rock bottom, Mm. that's not respecting your boundaries. No. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. And that's on that and that's on period. Yeah. Period. (laughs) Sending off. Yes. Wow. Well, um, should we get into more of this? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, we probably already covered some of this, but according to psychology today, Consistently putting others' needs above your own can develop into the following five pretty bad consequences. Number one, you will neglect yourself. Pleasing others can take up most of your time so that you often have no time for yourself. And guess what? When you're pleasing other people, you feel really busy. And so it'll take a long time to maybe realize, like, uh uh-oh, what have I done for me? Mm -hmm. Uh, number two said this earlier passive aggression or resentment the desire to be kind will suppress any anger towards someone but unexpressed anger often turns into passive aggression Mm -hmm. because then you're then you become the bad guy uh at the end of the day because you didn't say anything Number three, it reduces the ability to enjoy other people and activities. You'll feel too worn out by your people-pleasing to enjoy anything else. I mean, hey, how many people have agreed to be bridesmaids or maids of honors and like had to plan too much stuff and then didn't even get to enjoy the event themselves? I'm sure a lot of our listeners have done that. Number four, stress and depression. When you have too many demands because you can't say no, you'll get stressed. And when you can't fulfill something someone asks you to do, it can cause depression and more stress. Yeah, because when you put, I feel like when we people please, we're, it's about us. It's us going, we're a really good friend. We're a really good partner. That's why we're doing all these things. And then when you stretch yourself too thin and you can't do something, you feel like a failure. So you're really setting yourself up to be disappointed in yourself. And number five, you can be taken advantage of. People pleasers are oftentimes thought of as pushovers, so some can take advantage of your kindness. Whew. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. That one. Wow. It's that so one. important. It's Boundaries are so important. And I feel like uh, I'm very late in the game to setting them and learning how to set them and also, you know, sticking to them. I think I'm, I'm better at sticking to certain boundaries over others, but it is a game changer when you can actually stick to your boundaries. Your world opens up your time. You get your time back. You get your energy back. You get your, like your, your headspace back. It's amazing. I always tell, um, I tell a lot of my clients too, like 
Do not say yes to a deal or a price or whatever that will make you resentful. You have Mm. to charge what you're worth. If you're not charging what you're worth, you will burn out and be resentful and you're probably not going to do as good of a job. So charge what you're worth and whatever that price is, it's the price that will not make you feel resentful for saying yes. It will make you excited about it. And, um, you know, that's how I kind of run everything. It's like, okay, am I going to be resentful down the road? If I say yes to this now, then it's going to be a no for now. Yeah, exactly. Boundaries are better for everybody in the long run. Cause I've been on both ends of this. I've been somebody who does this and I've been somebody who was disappointed that somebody else did it where instead of saying, I don't have time to do that, or I can't do that. I just agree. And then at the last minute I go, you know what? I just can't, I just can't. And I'm sorry. I said I could, but I can't. And now you're putting the other person in a bad position because you told them two weeks ago that you could do it. And so as somebody who's been the person who is flaking at the last minute, because I didn't set a boundary and a person who is, uh, disappointed and let down because somebody else didn't tell me earlier. I mean, when I'm on that end of it, I try to think about that when I'm saying no to somebody far in advance. I think about how I felt when people told me yes. And then at the very last second said, just kidding, I'm canceling. And I was like, well, if you had just told me two weeks ago that you couldn't, that would have been fine. And I could have figured something else out. But now I am disappointed because you tried not to disappoint me. Right. Right. That's a good point. What is that? Mm. What's that quote? Um, Boundaries is how I love you and myself at the same time. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where do you think your guys' people pleasing comes from? Do you think it's like, uh, like a nature versus nurture thing where do you feel like this is just kind of who you are anyway? Or do you think there's things that have happened in your life early on that made you more of a people pleaser? Childhood trauma. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Mm -hmm. I I do. I think it comes from my childhood. Um, Not that it was overly traumatic, but I do think um, if there's certain things happening within your household or maybe uh, you come from divorce or whatever it might be, um, trying to keep the peace among parents or um, tending to somebody's needs if they're upset when you're a kid. Um, I think you kind of learn not to rock the boat or try not to rock the boat. And then especially as a woman being told, you got to be nice to everybody, you got to be ladylike or blah, 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 all that shit. Um, I think it's a double whammy for, for, you know, women as well. What do you guys think? Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I mean... Again, we're comedians, so your whole job is making people like you. I yeah, mean, I mean, that is the foundation of what happens when you're on stage. It's like the ultimate just squirting for comedians and for people pleasers <laughs> is like the idea that you can go on stage and make potentially thousands of people happy at the same time. Oh, come everywhere. Like, <laughs> what? a people pleasing delight that, I mean, that's such a rush to try to get that all the time. So yeah, Mm. man. Yeah. I think child, child of divorce stuff definitely can like start you down that path of, of people pleasing, not just because you want to, uh, and make people happy, keep people around, 
but I, I think I, I can't remember if I mentioned this on Patreon or on our last regular episode, but um, as a kid, not really being asked, like, how do you feel? Like, how do you feel right now? How do you feel about the divorce? What's going on? You just kind of like learn to sh- kind of push your gut down anyway and stop listening to it. And then I think that can fuck with your boundaries later. Hence not being able to just say, Hey, that massage is kind of hurting me. Can you do it less? I, it's weird how over time it almost like your gut erodes and you just get very far from it. Yeah. Yeah. 100, 150% man. I feel the same way. Yeah. I think when you're a kid too, and you have parents who have really high expectations for you, as far as like achievements and even like what you're supposed to look like. And there's comments made about your appearance or, you know, the grades you're getting or whatnot. And the the expectations are so high that they don't even feel totally attainable. Um, As an adult, you just sort of internalize that for yourself. And you're always like disappointed in where you're at or where you're not um, because that's what you're comfortable in. Right. Mm, you know, uh, always like being told like, oh, you're such a good kid or, you know, my kid's so good or the best would like be a good kid. I, I feel like that too. It's like, oh, gotta be, gotta be good and nice and pleasant. And if I'm saying anything other than, you know, being agreeable and, and whatever, not difficult, then I'm not being good, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then also I know, I know that like, Trying to put yourself in somebody else's shoes is a great tool when you're, you know, working on like being compassionate, right? Empathetic about somebody's situation. But sometimes always being compassionate about somebody else, you can often dismiss your own self and feelings and needs. And so I think it was ingrained in me too from a like, you never know what's going on at, with somebody. You never know what's going on in their home. You never know what they're struggling with. So always be kind and and invite them to the table and do this stuff and all this stuff. So it's almost like, okay, don't worry about what's going on with you internally or at home or whatever. You got to put their needs before yours and invite them over, even though they're being a total dick to you. That's kind of, I, I, I know it, that that in, being ingrained in me was, was really, had really great intentions, but I think I've always went, I, I went too far with that where I had to put, I put others needs before my own. It's like, Hey, you got to invite everybody to your birthday party. Really? Even the girl that called me a bitch yesterday and told everybody to stop talking to me, uh, even her, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like, so now that you're an adult, you can set those fucking boundaries and don't have to invite the shitty kid to the birthday party if you don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, I feel like that translates so well for them, like people getting married and like when you're picking out of wedding invitations <laughs> and like who you're going to, it's like, you don't have to invite that shitty kid from grade school to your wedding. Um, <laughs> okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I wonder if you guys feel like this. I think a lot of type A people feel this way where it's a rough transition from your school years to the real world because as a people pleaser, if you do well in school, you're constantly getting validated in the form of grades and the form of like, you rock stickers on your papers or whatever. And you almost, you're given a physical report every so often of this is how much you've made people happy. This is how much you've pleased your teachers, your parents, coaches, whatever. And then you get onto the real world and you're like, okay, well, how do I know I'm still getting an A in life? And then I think you can start to just try and like <laughs> become a comedian yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. oh. try and get it from, from other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. So here are some tips to try to not please others all the time. Practice putting yourself first. Oh, what a concept. What a concept. Uh, <laughs> what? Heard of her. Who? <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? Um, set some boundaries for yourself and others. Wait for others to ask you for help. Okay. Mm. okay. Uh, mm, that's pretty right. good. That's a pretty good one. Um, prioritize your tasks. Ask yourself, are you even capable of doing a certain task for someone? And uh, as always... Talk to a therapist. That oh, yes. Yeah. Dude, my therapist has been a game changer with helping me set boundaries. Game changer. Yeah. Game changer. I've it's needed so helpful. a lot of coaching with that. Me too. Yeah, me too. I, I, I didn't even like, my, my new therapist I've been seeing did that where I was talking to her about things um, and she was like, oh, you like set a boundary and that was crossed. And then you were made to feel bad for being hurt that that boundary was crossed. And I was like, oh my God, I thought that person said I was being a dick though. And like not understanding why they crossed the boundary. And she was like, no, you were really clear about why that would hurt you. And there was an easy way for them not to handle it that way. And then they did it anyway. And once you were hurt, they just blamed you for it. and so you didn't get to, you didn't get to feel like you had permission to, uh, be hurt, even though you had said, this is a boundary for me. So I think, I think I'm still struggling with that, especially in, um, romantic relationships where I have like very few hard and fast boundaries. Like I have like one really big boundary. And when people cross it and I go like, Oh, okay. Well, that's not going to work for me. Um, I, I then sometimes am made to feel like I'm being unreasonable when that that's like been a thing in therapy I've been dealing with where I'm just like, Oh, I, I can't, again, it's the gut thing where I'm like, Oh, I can't tell what my gut's saying because when somebody I'm, I care about is telling me that my gut is wrong and I'm, you know, being unreasonable, even if, I have very clearly communicated something uh, before that. Cause I think I always thought the hard part was telling people your boundary. 
And it's actually not. It's respecting yourself enough to remove yourself from the situation if that boundary is crossed. I mean, it's like what Whitney said on our, not to give Whitney too much airtime on this episode. Damn, I mean, <laughs> she's already very famous. But she said that on the episode with us where she said, if you set a boundary or, you know, issue an ultimatum or something, uh, be ready to follow through on it. Because if you don't, you won't respect yourself. And so that's been... A, a big thing for me uh in the last couple of years for sure mm. yeah, yes such a good point it's like yeah um setting the boundary or telling yourself what the boundary is can be relatively easy but actually like confronting it when it's crossed that is super uncomfortable yeah like again yeah. lying you're lying by people pleasing because you said yeah. hey i can't really do this this won't be good for me and then when it happens you go okay well i guess i can you're right. I sh- I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. I just, of course, n- my bad. Yes. 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 It's like you're what, what they say, what, you know, you're training people how to treat you. So when you're like, Oh, I guess it's fine. And you, you know, it's fine with the person and they know, okay, I can get away with that over and over and over again. Cause that, that word that she said didn't mean anything. Uh, yeah. Same thing. If you answer work emails on the weekends, people might expect you to respond to them on the weekends for work emails going forward. So you have to, it's okay if you've already gotten yourself in a position where you you have really crossed a lot of boundaries for yourself or, you know, went back on what you wanted, just retrain people, retrain people. You can, it's okay to change. You don't have to be the same person you were 30 seconds ago. You can just be this new person now going forward. And I always have to remember that too. It's like, well, Mm. I've been this person for 30 years. How am I going to get out of it? Or I'm like, oh, I don't have to be the same person. I can just be different now. Starting right now. There's a great quote that says, it's never too late to become the person you were meant to be. Mm. That like, you can just, you can decide to do that whenever. But it, it like... Oh, that's so true to the like actions versus words. It's a lot easier to verbalize the boundary, but in the moment, if it's violated and it requires action, like you actually leaving a situation, oh, so hard, so hard to even prepare yourself that it could, that could happen, that boundary could be crossed and what you would do if it does like, oh, it's, it's not that black and white sometimes, or at least it doesn't feel that way. But I mean, I guess what we're saying now is that it is that black and white. If somebody's violating it, then. Right. You know. Right. <sighs> yeah. And you know, we yeah. love, uh, we love that quote that the minimalists like to say a lot. You, you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. <laughs> yes. You can't, you can't change the way people are treating you. That's on them, but you can definitely set boundaries and you can also put yourself around other people who respect your boundaries. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Oh, I think boy. we should do an episode soon on self-worth. Yes. Because yes. that's been a big, I feel like that's what 2020 is about for me. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to boil it down. It's like self-worth and self-love. And I feel like we can do an episode on self-worth. Ooh, I actually have a really good guest for that one. I'll tell you guys after the show. Oh, okay. Fantastic Ooh. for it. That's awesome. Um, well, shall we uh, read our iTunes review of the app? Did you guys have any last thoughts on yes. people pleasing? Oh, I mean, I'm sure there will continue to be thoughts of people pleasing throughout every episode that we do. Yeah. This iTunes review is from Kay Olson Gates. 
Longtime listener, a first-time reviewer, I've been a fan of the podcast for a couple of years. A friend suggested it to me, and I binged every episode from the beginning, and this podcast gives me life. Taylor, mm-hmm. Kelsey, and Delaney inspire and challenge me in every episode. These hilarious friends are not afraid to talk about the hard stuff and be vulnerable with each other and the audience. As someone who identifies as bisexual, I felt so seen when I listened to the sexuality episode and even learned a thing or two. Thank you for creating a space for safe learning and growth around topics that lots of people struggle with. Oh, Kay Olson Gates. Thank you so much. Thank you. Very kind review. Um, You can head on over to the iTunes review area if you want to submit a review that we might read on the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for taking time to help the show. Yes. Thank you. We also have a new segment that we have not done on the show yet. It's called Ask Us Anything. And um, basically, if you're part of our Patreon, um, this is one of the rewards on there where you can submit a question and then we will answer it live on the show. So you guys ready for the first one? Let's yes. Do it. You guys want to read it from Helpster Rachel? Yeah, I'll read it. Yeah, uh, go Kels. This is from Helpster Rachel. Do you ladies have any comedy specials you plan to stream over Facebook or anything like that? My friends and I have already watched uh, watch party quarter life crisis and i'd love to get more opportunities to support y'all by the way Aww. my friend uh tyler and i saw one of kelsey's shows in seattle a few months ago and talked to her after the show and i fangirled so hard afterward Aww. and was super awkward approaching you kelsey sorry <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to say that real quick thank you guys oh <laughs> you're so, so sweet. sweet rachel thank you i mean never feel awkward or weird i am so awkward and weird socially sometimes never ever feel weird talking to me <laughs> uh thank you so much for coming out to a show and and coming up i appreciate that so much um any uh well i mean my comedy special on epics comes out in either october or february i know those are two very different times um but we're still waiting to hear if it's going to be part of like the first half of the episodes they release or the second half so um i'm you guys know that you as listeners will be some of the first to know. I, I always want to keep you guys updated on when, when stuff's coming out. So um, hopefully I'll know soon, but as soon yeah. as I do, I'll tell you. Yeah. Thank you for wanting to support. And depending on how long you've been listening to Self Helpless, uh, if you don't know, I stopped doing stand-up like, what, a couple of years ago now? Over a couple of years, maybe? Um, but I did uh, do a, a special that's just free on YouTube if you want to watch it called Love at First Cousin. It is about some strange stuff. So that's, that's all awesome. I have as far as comedy related stuff out there. Um, and feel free to, you know, check that out if you'd like. Yeah. And my album favorites on iTunes and Spotify as well. Um, oh, yeah. There you go. And I have an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> plug you your do that? Stuff. Well, I mean, they said Maybe they already watched it. But Maybe she hasn't watched the 30 minute one. Oh, there you your, go. Yeah. Uh, was it? I have a 15, 15 minute yeah. uh, yes. episode of the comedy lineup on Netflix. Um, if you want to watch that, the comedy lineup, it's episode three. It's uh, a 15 minute like mini special. I mean, they call them mini specials. It's not really a special. It's a set. But they uh, they did this series that was much like the half hours, but they were 15 minutes. And uh, that was, you know a stepping stone towards quarter life crisis. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, as far as a good shit, if we have time for another segment, um, man, I'm right now halfway through when this comes out, I'll have finished, but I'm halfway through a, a 
week and a half run of shows uh, in Philly right now. And oh man, it has been fun performing oh. for people who already like you. <laughs> it's yeah. So nice. I mean, the amount of people at these shows who are in therapy, you guys, <laughs> it is wild. It's so fun. Every time I'm like, who's even working on themselves? It's like, yay. Like, everybody's so young. Everybody's like our age. Uh, yeah. There's been like three married people. Uh, at, at all of them um so yeah I mean the shows are you know they're a little weird they're outside Philly likes dirt bikes apparently so that's been pretty loud um but it's just been really great to be back on stage and doing stand-up and and getting to perform for people who saw Quarter Life Crisis and liked it and and having them laugh at jokes that I was honestly a little worried because the new hour is it is still me but it's a lot different from quarter life crisis in that it's just uh a little deeper and darker and I I am proud of it but I also would understand if people were kind of like nah this isn't really what we wanted um because it's definitely more specific to me. Uh, but people have been really cool and crowds have been awesome. And it's been very uh, fun and fulfilling. And I'm already dreading going back to not performing. <laughs> mm, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. That's got to be so cool yeah. to finally like be out on the road feeling the positive impact of your special where it's like all the shows are selling out you're seeing like now this specific group of people that are so excited to watch your your comedy and that's got to be awesome so congrats on that yeah that's great yeah um guys have any else do you have any segments um, I mean, I guess piggybacking on Taylor being like excited that she's out performing and already sad thinking of like not being able to perform. I kind of that would like, I, I'll be headlining <clears throat> Helium Comedy Club in Portland, uh, September 24th through the 27th. Portland Helpsters, I would love if you guys got some tickets and came out, you can get them at kelseycook.com. And I am so excited. I'm like drooling thinking about getting to perform. Uh, and then also super sad thinking about the end of those shows and having to come back to LA and not perform. Um, but I don't, I don't know if I have any specific segments besides that. Besides I'm just, I'm really excited for those shows. Yeah. Those are going to be awesome. I have, um, I have a defuck defuck moment. Oh <laughs> so, boy. Oh no. Maybe you oh. guys have saw my Instagram a little bit, but, um, I got way too excited to eat dinner recently and I smashed my foot against the kitchen chair, uh, and broke my left pinky toe <laughs> really badly. <laughs> like it is black and blue and purple and Cam and I heard it freaking crack. Like we heard it break. Um, oh. so that's been fun. Uh, what but, was for dinner? Dude, it wasn't even exciting. I just like made <laughs> pasta and stuff, but I was just like, mm, I'm hungry, you know? And I just freaking, <laughs> I got too excited to like get in the chair quickly and just smashed it. I don't know, even know how, but it's so funny because I broke my toe. I broke my other pinky toe in college. Uh, when I was on the rowing team, I was like, putting a 30 pound weight on, I was going to do some bench pressing some shit. And I dropped a 30 pound weight on the top of my right pinky toe. That was incredibly painful, but the difference in 
breaking my toe as a collegiate athlete versus just fucking ramming into the kitchen chair. That is just, you know, that's where my life's at now. That what? is, uh, I feel the difference. I feel the difference in my injuries as an adult. Yeah. Um, and it is, uh, yeah, I am a shadow of my former self, as they say. <laughs> what the kids call a glow up. <laughs> You know, when you go through one of those periods of your life where it just feels like everything's breaking down at the same time, it's like I got a, a broken pinky toe on my left foot. I'm getting a, a freckle removed off the bottom of my right foot, and I'm getting a cyst removed like by my shoulder, and I'm having some lower back pain right now. So it's like I'm just going to be hobbling around for the next six weeks or so, people. It's going to oh be uh, going to be a Jeez, real woman. You know, when it, when it rains, it pours. But I'm also very grateful that I can, you know, take care of those things. You know, I can get yeah, the stuff right. removed. I can get the, the treatment for my back and all that. But, like, I don't know what happened, guys. I used to be quite athletic and spry. And now it's just I'm, I just I try to wipe myself on the toilet and I, and I hurt myself. <laughs> back hurts. What happened? Oh. Does this happen to everybody? Is this just me? <laughs> I'll tell you in a few years. Yeah. This is the 30s. Um, but shall we get into plugs? There is something I definitely want to plug that I think is very important. Um, you guys, I part of my job for a long time was going through people's resumes, um, helping, you know, helping hire employees. I still do that today as well. And I'm noticing a lot of long long resumes, a lot of black and white basic stuff. And I want to help you. I have a resume template that is proven to work. It has worked for myself, my family, my clients. People go from like not getting interviews to not only getting interviews, but getting job offers that they want. So let me help you. Go to DelaneyFisher.com. Um, you can sign up for the D-list there. And it's the very first gift that you'll receive from me is this edit editable uh, resume template plug your stuff in and start submitting to jobs that way. I know a lot of people are looking for different jobs right now, remote work, all that stuff. Just let me help you because you have incredible experience, but your resume is getting lost yeah. and it needs to be concise and a little bit of a little bit, little bit of a pop, little style, but not too much. Some zhuzhing. Go grab it. Go grab it for yourself or a friend that might need it. Just, just trust me on that one. Let me know how it goes. Yeah. Melanie knows what she's doing. All right. Well, you guys have anything to plug? Just the show and shows in Portland. Yeah, I'm on tour with Whitney next month. Oh uh, yes, that looks so, so exciting. That looks yeah, so we're doing, fun. We're only doing like five cities, uh, and to be honest, I think some of them are already sold out. Um, so, so who cool. knows by the time this comes out what it'll be? I know we added a couple shows in Denver. Mm -hmm. um but we're doing escondido denver uh connecticut new jersey and ooh, uh, one more place uh that i am forgetting off the top of my head but if you go to ttomcomedy.com slash shows or whitneycummings.com uh you will see links for all of those uh they are all outdoors um or drive-ins they're either drive-ins or they're they're outdoor seating so you know if you're in any of those areas, come hang out. That'll be fun. Uh, hopefully, I am performing before Whitney because I am much less famous. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that'll be so fun. Yes, dude, that'll yeah. be, fun. be a blast. 
Yeah, come see us, helpsters. We wanna we wanna see you. We wanna meet you. So ketomcomedy.com, kelsicook.com, delaneyfisher.com. Go get your show tickets and resumes. Well, yes. Hell yeah. They go hand in hand sometimes. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We hope you guys have an amazing week. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to Self Helpless. We really appreciate it and would love anything you can do to help the show grow and get the word out. So if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, that helps us move up the iTunes charts. If you can tell a friend, a coworker, a family member, anybody that you think would love the podcast, you can also screenshot an episode and share it in your Instagram, in your Instagram stories, anything helps. Also, if you want more of the show, if you want bonus episodes, if you want to be able to be more interactive and help choose podcast topics, you can go to patreon.com slash self-helpless and join there. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Cook Comedy, on Twitter at Kelsey Cook. You can go to my website, KelseyCook.com, which has links to my online makeup course. You can listen to my album, Savor It, on Spotify and iTunes, and you can watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Wrists of Fury. How about you guys? Where can people find you? You can follow me at Taylor Tomlinson on Instagram and Twitter. My website is ttomcomedy.com. And you can watch my one-hour special streaming on Netflix right now called Quarter Life Crisis. Awesome. And you can find me at DelaneyFisher.com. That's where you'll find information about my one-to-one consulting and my online courses. So basically, if you're a business owner, podcaster, or comedian, uh, and you're looking to either start those things or grow those things, you can reach out to me for more information. I also have an email list at DelaneyFisher.com where I share my favorite tools, tips, treats, and free shit. And then we just want to say a big special thank you to our wonderful editor, Emma Erdbrink, and our fantastic associate producer, Humaira Nawaz. And you can find everything that we all just mentioned at selfhelplesspodcast.com. <laughs>